The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. Hello, soul family. How are we feeling today? You ready to talk about making some moves? <laughs> Look, I may be into all the juicy feminine embodiment, but I got some strategy and some masculine, let's get shit done energy. And I want to share it with you all today. So, Last week, we talked about the problem with basing your goals and dreams off of what the programs around you are marketing. And in particular, I unpacked the issue I find a lot of entrepreneurs have when they energetically and mentally cap their vision for their businesses at $100,000, just because that's just what's being marketed to them on social media from other people and their programs, right? Now, first... If you listened to last week's podcast, I want you to briefly check in on whether or not you took the time to actually do your back of the napkin math on the income you desire. And just notice if you didn't do it and get curious as to why you didn't do it. This actually leads us beautifully into one of the first main points of today's podcast, which is around the art of leading. Because to really deeply, widely expand your income and your impact in the world, it's going to require your leadership. And in order to become the person who can lead a movement, who can lead an audience, who can lead people towards a vision, your first step is going to be a really honest look at how well are you leading yourself? Now, from a behavioral standpoint, you know you're leading yourself when you are making moves. You'll know you're leading yourself when you are applying yourself and your potential in your business, in the day-to-day of your business, in your marketing, in your selling, in your delivery with clients, when you are taking action, when you are implementing So going back to this past week's podcast, just notice 
if you took the time to consume the podcast, but then you didn't actually take the time to implement and apply everything that I taught you, right? Like this podcast is a completely free resource. When people like write to me and they, we had someone write in actually this past accelerator launch and she's, I forget exactly how she said it, but it was basically like, it was like really hard to like get credit or something in her country. And I'm just like, listen, that might be true. But if you literally listened to this podcast and treated it like it was a paid program and actually applied everything I'm teaching you for absolutely free every single week, a hundred percent, there would be no concerns about having the money to join the accelerator, right? So I just want you to notice if you're like taking the time to listen to this podcast, but then you're not actually implementing and applying what you're being, what you're taking the time, right? Your attention matters. And then you're not then leading up and following up with that on actually taking action on the things that you're learning. It doesn't mean you beat yourself up. It doesn't mean you judge or you shame yourself, but just notice if there's a pattern of consuming a ton of podcasts or a ton of information and then not actually applying the learning. One of the biggest patterns I notice in people who are chronically underperforming and chronically under-earning is that they believe they need more information. And listen, that belief is 100% not their fault. That baby, the I need more information baby, that comes straight from a life of being indoctrinated in the school system with student thinking, right? Like, oh, my job is to consume all the information, like regurgitate, right? But remember, what got you through school is definitely not going to be what skyrockets you to success in entrepreneurship. And this sounds so basic, But one of the biggest differences I see between people who linger below or at around six figures and those who blast off towards a million is literally less consuming of information and more implementation and application of the curated information they choose to consume. Now, if we double click into what this is, it's essentially tapping into what your decision cycles are. Really think about what is your relationship with making decisions and what is your relationship with yourself while you make decisions? So let's unpack what are decision cycles and the energetics of successful decision cycles. Successful people make fast decisions. They look at the risks, they look at the opportunity They trust themselves and they make moves. Successful people live in expansion energy. Unsuccessful people make slow decisions or no decisions. They spin in indecision or they make a decision and then they immediately second guess themselves. And because of that, they make way fewer decisions and the decisions they do make, they'll immediately go back on. They tend to focus on what they stand to lose. They zoom in and magnify potential risks. They don't trust themselves and they linger in indecision. Unsuccessful people live in protection energy. There's a feeling of clinging to it all, a focus on, I have to maintain what I have and not letting go of what is currently which is going to be very oppositional to what you're creating in your future, right? 
Now you see this is like on so many entrepreneurial bridges. And I'll give a couple examples of it in a minute. But the number one indicator to me of where people get stuck in these like protection or clinging energetic cycles in their decision-making is when they have lost sight on an expanded future. When they do not have in clear sight to with themselves a very expansive, this is 100% where I'm headed. This is what I'm consciously creating. I'm focused on the bigness of the future. So this is where so many people get stuck on the bridge between their nine to five and becoming an entrepreneur. But you know where else this shows up? The bridge from six figures to seven figures. I see this happen for people who get stuck at six figures and it's this energetic shift in the underpinning of their decisions. What got so many of them two six figures in the first place was being willing to roll up their sleeves, get messy, try things, get a little muddy and wash themselves off and keep going. But then this thing shifts in their brain when they start actually making money. So I'm saying when people hit six figures, but it really, it's like, it's totally a mental shift And it's basically like, I'm willing to risk it or I'm willing to go big or go home when I don't have anything. But as soon as the money's coming in, the mental shift shifts into, I'm not in expansion energy anymore. I'm not in possibility energy. I'm in, I have to protect this. I have to maintain this. I have money. I can't let it go. It's like this gripping, right? And here's the problem going back to the podcast from last week. And what we were talking about, about like when the furthest you've asked yourself to possibly dream is only six figures of top line revenue. And you haven't even taken into account all of the expenses that you want to have the investments you want to make in running this luxurious business, having the most luxurious support, hiring the most high level mentorship, right? Like And then having all the money you want to like take all the vacations you want and live the life you want and donate to the charities you want to donate to, like all of those things, very, very rarely does that come down to a top line revenue goal of six figures. But because so many marketing programs are just telling you like, I'll help you make your first six figures. And you're, if you energetically and mentally cap yourself there, then there's nowhere else to go. So when you get to that level If you haven't asked your mind to expand into possibility and to keep dreaming about what's coming next for the business, the brain will go to, oh my God, how am I going to do that again? How do I make sure my success doesn't slip away? And tuning into the energetic signature of that decision cycle, what underpins it is, how do I maintain this? How do I protect this? And you can feel the scarcity just like pulsating through all of that, right? That energetic, it's clinging. It creates overthinking and it starts to slow down your decision cycles. Like the time between the decisions you make get longer and longer. The overthinking gets more and more. And the actual decisions you make become zoomed in and focused on little shit that just doesn't matter. Like, (gasps) do I post this or do I not post it? Do I send one more email or do I not send one more email? Every little thing starts to feel really big. Like it really matters. Like it's, this is going to make or break it. And I want you to imagine it's like, there's this big field of infinite possibility. 
right? And when you get into this energy of the maintain and protect and the cling energy, it's like you're zoomed in on your feet in this wide open field of infinite possibility. And you're just looking at your feet and you're just zoomed in on the patch of grass right around you, worried like, am I going to miss the four leaf clover? I've got to really look at every single blade of grass right here. It really matters. While the people who are in expansion decision cycles are literally just dancing their way past you. Another way to think about this is if you have a tendency of thinking whatever you're doing this month or this quarter is a make or break. Literally, it's never helpful to be like, this thing is going to make or break me. That's like, it would put you into so much perfectionist thinking versus when you're in expansion energy, focused on the future, focused on all of the inevitable possibility and potential in the field of your future. You know that whatever you're making in the next month is just laying the seeds for what you make six months from now, one year from now, that you are in for a lifetime of powerful creation. So whatever is happening in this little blip, just one tiny chapter. And the other thing about living in expansion energy is there is constant making and there is also inevitable breaking, right? I think that's the other thing. It's like, if you're, if you can't get yourself out of like, this is going to make or break me, you just have to remember like, oh, it's just like, things are just always going to be breaking and I'm always going to be remaking them and it's fine. And I'm in this for a lifetime. So like, it's totally fine. I'm going to be constantly making. And there will also just be things that are constantly breaking in the business, right? Like things that are breaking and whatever it is that you're creating, like mistakes will get made. And as you go to scale your business for all you coming into pleasure and precision, getting ready, like people think it's so fun. The idea of like, oh, I'm like in it to scale. And let's be real. It is super fun. But as you scale your business to a certain level, you're going to have a certain amount of systems and processes that you take the time to create. And then when you go to scale more and you scale bigger, like you're going to have to break a lot of those systems and processes and like completely rebuild. You will also make bets in your business and you will take risks and things won't always be rainbows and daisies. And as soon as you get out of the thought that it's supposed to always be rainbows and daisies and like, if it's not always rainbows and daisies, then I guess it's not aligned. As soon as you get out of that, like perfectionist delusion, (laughs) you will just be in such a better place to be like, oh, okay. Like, This is just, there's just cycles and there's good things and there's bad things. And I can choose who, like where my power lies is in how I'm in relationship with the inevitability of like things that are going to come, like things that are just going to happen in the economy around me. And my power lies in how I want to be in that. Things are just going to happen in my industry and where my power lies is who I am in that, right? And if you get tripped up on where your power lies, your decision cycles will flip from expansion energy to protection clinging energy. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to get burned again. And you'll get super fixated on zooming in and making these tiny little decisions and overthinking and putting so much time and energy into like avoiding, right? Like all of your energy, just notice if any of your energy is like, oh, I don't want this to happen. So I have to like really zoom in and like be really methodical about this because I really don't want this outcome again. 
instead of consciously sending all of your decision-making towards zooming out and tethering into the infinite field of possibility and knowing you're just going to clock wins and losses. Now to take it from the realm of like energetic and theoretical, let's talk about how this actually like some, some tangible like examples, some stories of how I see these energetics apply for people who have success in their business versus people that drag themselves down and like actually hamper the timeline to their success from this, like these energetic cycles in their decision-making this past year, I took a risk and I made a decision that cost the business. I forget exactly how much, but it was like 20 or $30,000. Okay. So part of running live events is having contracts in place with vendors and the venue and every venue is different. And there's different things like room block reservations and guarantees and minimum food and beverage charges, like all that kind of stuff. And because of the decisions I made and I was the CEO, I made those decisions we ended up having to pay, it was like 20 something, maybe $25,000 to fulfill a contract for like literally nothing, right? It was just like, I I said like, yes, I will agree to this minimum. And that like where we were at, it was like literally just, I think it was probably close to $25,000 just for nothing to fulfill a contract. Did I like paying tens of thousands of dollars for nothing? No, I did not. <laughs> but I made a decision as a CEO that was off, right? I was wrong. So I let it sting a little bit. And then I dusted myself off and listened to this. I did not beat myself up. I did not linger, right? I definitely looked at like, okay, like what, like, what do I need to look at at contracts in the future? How can we be more aware of like what we're doing in the future? But I didn't linger, right? There wasn't like this pain of like, oh, I should have done this differently. If I did this differently, then we'd have that $25,000. Like that, none of that shit would be helpful, right? I was just like, okay, like here's the three things we'll look at next time. Uh, now let's move on to what am I consciously creating in my business this year, which is many, many, many times more than that 20 something thousand dollars. Okay. I have a friend, a colleague who had something similar happen a couple of years ago and she was making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per year in her business. And she had an issue with a vendor that she felt like it was, un, I think it was, this one was like a 15 grand mistake kind of thing with this vendor. And she could not like untether her brain and just have her brain, let it go. I think it was like for her, she felt like it was unfair and she did not like having to pay the money. So in this business where she makes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, where she could have been spending and putting all of her time and attention towards conscious creation of all the people she's calling in and all the people she's going to help and like delivering more value out into the world. She literally slowed her business down and hired a lawyer and made this whole rigmarole that was like, it was emotional turmoil. It was like this whole thing, right? Instead of just being like, yep, that fucking sucks. I do not like, I will never hire that vendor again. I'm going to like know in the future, like to not do this or this or that. And I'm just going to like cut my losses and move on, right? Rather than do that, she spent all this time documenting emails, zooming in and like highlighting little numbers on receipts from this event. 
And I think in the end, she might have, she got maybe like a few thousand dollars back, but what it, what it cost her and her ability to just be out working in her business was probably like a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And it also not just what financial cost, what emotional cost, like, right. The, the, the decision of like, I'm really going to sit and I'm going to like cling and I'm going to be mad at the injustice of this. And at what energetic cost to her, all of that time clinging and trying to protect herself against this vendor when the vendor's just off, they're living their best life, whatever, rather than just deciding, yep, definitely never going to hire them again. These are the three things in the vendor contracts I'm going to scan for, or ask questions about next time. And then I'm going to move on. I'm going to release my resentment, release the mistake, forgive myself, and just keep on moving. The faster you move through setbacks and get back into creation energy, expansion energy, the faster your business will expand. This doesn't mean you don't log a note to yourself on what to remember in the future, but you don't spend time or you don't move into making decisions from trying to avoid something. You don't hang on to resentments. You keep your decisions on making moves towards what you are consciously creating and pulling into the 3D. I see people do this when they invest in a program and then they don't get the result they want. And then they think the right thing to do is like be resentful and like lingering in negative emotions about it rather than being like, oh, okay, how did I show up to the program that kept me from getting the results I wanted? Or like, how can I set myself up for success the next time I invest? That would be a great question, right? How can I set myself up for success the next time I invest? Like imagine if after that vendor issue that I had last year, if I had decided I didn't want to possibly ever have that happen again, like, oh, I I want to avoid ever having to make another $25,000 mistake. So like, I'm just never going to run another mastermind again. That would be fucking insane. But this is literally what so many people do after they get one result they don't like, instead of like, okay, I'm dusting myself off. I'm getting back up and I'm going to do it again. And how can I do it better next time? I, now I've just learned. I'm just paying to learn. Like that $25,000, I just was paying to learn. But instead of doing that, people will go to, oh, I didn't like that. That didn't feel good. I don't want to get burned. Let me overthink and linger and loiter in the past and not move and, uh, and do everything I can to avoid these negative feelings when hilariously they are already living in the negative feelings of what they don't want, right? Literally, whenever you feel yourself getting into that energy of, how do I avoid this? How do I make sure this doesn't happen? How do I avoid failure? How do I avoid getting burned again? How do I protect and maintain and cling to this? I want you to have like an alarm bell that goes off inside your head and just have like a little Catherine pop up and just start yelling. You're starting to move in the wrong direction. This is not a good cycle for decision-making. You're looking the wrong way. Move back to expansion. Move back to conscious creation. Move back to the future and all of your decisions being pointed towards what you do want. And knowing your success will not be paved with rainbows the entire way, how do you want to be in relationship with setbacks and failures? And how do you want to be in relationship with yourself when you make mistakes and decisions that don't go the way you'd wanted or hoped? Really deepen into that one. 
How do you want to be with yourself? How do you want to treat yourself? How do you want to be in relationship with yourself when you make mistakes? When you make decisions that don't lead to outcomes you wanted? Because for those of you coming into the mastermind to work with me on building your business into a proper company, I promise you that how you lead yourself through this, one, it becomes the thing that makes your marketing and selling and everything take off so much faster. And then because then your front end, right? Like you have all the clients coming in so much faster to work with you. I promise then when we start to work on your back end and we start looking at systems and processes and getting a support in for your team, how you lead yourself through mistakes becomes how you learn to lead your team through this. One of the things my operations manager and I spoke about when she was on the podcast, and this was on episode 96. So I know so many of you are like really new to my audience. So if you have not been here, if you didn't listen to that episode, it's on episode 96 and it's around the 52 minute mark in episode 96 of the podcast. And one of the things we start talking about is how psychologically safe my operations manager feels, how psychologically safe my team feels. One, to just be who they are in the world. And two, it's like, yes, like we're just going to make mistakes. Things are going to go wrong and we're going to come back from that. And how do they grow and get stronger? And how can we just shake off setbacks super fast and move forward so potently, so powerfully? And the way that I'm able to lead my team through that is because of how I lead myself through that. And because there's forgiveness, because there's compassion, because there's no, like, I'm not wasting time and beating myself up. I'm not wasting time and like lingering and resentment, lingering and, oh, what could have happened if? None of that shit. There's always also just razor sharp problem solving and troubleshooting about like, okay, let's go again. What can we learn for the future? That's always tethered into that expansion energy. And because of that, myself, my team, and my company, we move lightning fast. We make moves in the marketplace. Now, this seems so crystal clear to me, but I also just want to make sure that like when you hear, because I think there's like sort of this cultural conditioning around like making moves, going lightning fast, that people sometimes tie to hustle energy. Those are very different things. When you are being pulled from the expansiveness of your higher self calling you into alignment with like a future so fucking bright, you don't even know what to do with yourself. It's like, I I almost envision it's like my heart. It's like I'm leaned back and my heart is just like on fucking fire. And my higher self is just luring me, seducing me, magnetizing me to be bigger and bigger in the world, to move and make these powerful decisions. That's completely opposite from hustle energy. Hustle energy comes from moving fast and taking action, trying to action your way out of negative thinking. Like, I hate where I am. I don't like that I'm not making money and I've just got to like hustle my way. I just want to feel better. So I'm just going to like make 800 posts all from this like awful energetic signature of like lack and scarcity. (laughs) And like, as like the undertone of everything is like, please pay me money so I can feel better. So of course people aren't responding, right? That energetic signature is completely different. The energetic signature of hustle is completely different from, 
I am tethered to this giant, expansive, delicious future. And it is seducing me, calling me like a siren song, just pulling me forward, magnetizing me into the future. And I'm in love and on fire with everything I am consciously creating. Really feel into how differently those energies are. What, like they can both produce a lot of action, but one of them will produce action that leads to like really delicious results. And the other one will lead to burnout, right? Are you just tethering to, this is my future and I am making fucking moves towards it. The other day, my husband texted me. We have a friend, Andrew, and he's a real estate investor. In fact, actually, if you have, if you scroll back to the like beginning of this podcast, you can find an interview with my friend, Andrew. He's a former coworker that I worked with when we were both in tech. And he is literally the person I saw him leave, right? He was, we were working together on our nine to five and I was like sitting there complaining being like basically none of the things I'm teaching on this podcast. I was complaining. I was telling myself why I was stuck. I was telling myself why it didn't work. And I like to just complain to everyone around me. And then my friend, Andrew was like, yeah, I also hate it here. So you know what I'm doing? I have, I own 74 properties now in the Austin area as a real estate investor. This dude owned 74 properties and like he was spending his his lunch hour, like going and like replacing air conditioning units. I look at what he's done. He's probably like, I don't know. He's a couple of years ahead of me in entrepreneurship, but he's not even 10 years into this. And he now has a real estate portfolio in the Austin area and like, and the surrounding Texas area that is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. What he has done is fucking insane. And he took his 74 houses and he basically did a monopoly move. He left we stopped working together because he left and he traded his 74 houses in. And now he trades, he buys giant apartment complexes and he renovates them and he flips buildings with hundreds of units. And, and actually fun fact, one of the things he talked about on that podcast, he left his, he left working. So he didn't have income anymore and he didn't have these big projects yet. Right. And the first thing he did, I forget if you go back and listen to his, I can't remember what number it is, but it's like something about golden handcuffs. And it's probably in the first like 20 or 30 episodes of this podcast. Um, but he talks about how the first thing he did, even though he wasn't, didn't have any of his safety, was nine to five coming in. I think he spent like 20 or $30,000 on a coach to work with. And like, when I look at that, I'm like, that was probably the best investment you ever made. He is flying. So anyway, we now work with Andrew on some of his projects. We are investors in a lot of his real estate deals. So my husband texted me asking, he was basically like, Hey, I'm going to like put a hundred thousand dollars into this new project that Andrew's working on. It's this 300 unit apartment building, like around in the Austin area. And, and he, he was just like, does that sound good to you? And like the visceral, my thing was just like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I didn't even need to think about it. A hundred thousand dollar decision like that. And if you couldn't hear, I just snapped my fingers real fast, right? And at this point, we've invested with him so many times. Like it's not even a worry. I just like, I trust him. I trust his track record. I trust like the returns that we get when we invest with him. But I remember with some of his earlier projects, when we had nerves, like throwing a hundred thousand dollars, cause it's not like, right. It's not like when I invest with like a coaching mentor, like I'm responsible for the return, right? When you like invest, it's like, okay, here's a hundred thousand dollars. I hope it goes well, right? Like the amount of trust I have to have in, in this firm. Right. 
But when we had nerves about investing, when we first started investing with Andrew, one of the things that was so helpful for my husband and I was we were just like, oh, like, okay. So I think the first deal that we invested with him, we only did like $50,000. And what helped us just make a quick decision was like, oh, like our worst case is that deal falls through and something goes like totally sideways and we're out $50,000 and we'll just make more money. Like that will suck. We won't like that, but like, we're not gonna like, if we're focused on potential loss, we're not focused on like the likelihood of what we're going to gain. Right. And so when I look at this, what like real estate investing has done for us is like gotten us returns that are bigger than the stock market. What investing in my business and high-level mentorship and masterminds, what that has gotten me is returns bigger than traditional investing offers, right? So I bet big, go big or go home. I play big, I make moves and I trust. Not every real estate deal, by the way, I've done is a slam dunk. Not every program or mentor I invest with is a slam dunk. But because I keep learning and I keep refining and I stay in the game, I am clocking more wins. Which brings me to the last thing, which I see myself doing that I see so many other entrepreneurs, like even in like high level, making tons of money struggling with. And it's an energetic thing. When I make a decision... I'm all fucking in. Like I cut off going back as an option. I call it no return energy. I I thought about just making a whole podcast called no return energy, but then I was like, we'll just fold it into this, right? So remember when we're creating an entrepreneurship, we are consciously creating a future that doesn't exist yet. It's literally what entrepreneurs do. We see opportunity and possibility in the world and we consciously create it as our lived reality in the present moment, okay? We're in a divine, delicious dance with what the universe, right? Like us and the universe co-creating to pull it all in. And when I make a decision for my future, I don't go back to my past. Like I make a decision and I cut off any lanes in my brain about going back on that decision on second guessing that decision. That doesn't mean that you don't ever zoom out and remake decisions in your business around like your current strategies, your tactical plans, but it's again, it's the energetic place that you make the decisions from, right? So like if you're like, oh, like at set times of the year or like once a quarter or whatever the thing is, at predetermined times, if you sit down with your team and you make plans, you look at back at strategies you put in place and what you're seeing and decide if you want to keep going or adjust the plan, That's just boss CEO stuff. That's very, very, very different from making a decision, a powerful decision in your business, and then not liking being in the middle between where you made the decision and how long you have to be with yourself and believe in yourself and believe in the possibility of bringing it forward before you actually see the result pulled in and manifested as your 3D reality, right? And then to get out of the discomfort of how long that stretch could be, wanting to go back and unmake the decision to get out of feeling discomfort. Like I think a really good example is like if you, I see this happen all the time when people raise their prices and then like four people in a row say no. And then there, you notice, right? The energy shifts from like expansive possibility energy to like clinging energy, like, oh gosh, 
I worked so hard to build this business and now everything's just slipping through my fingers. Everything's just going away. And then, of course, if that's where you go to in your mind, you're not going to go to the future. You're going to be like, I've got to cling to the past. I shouldn't have made that decision to go bigger. I just need to go back. Because you're not supporting yourself enough through the initial decision of raising your prices to the result of actually bringing in new clients at that new price. So you return back to your past, to where you used to be, to the smallness of where you used to be, and you decline on expanding and growing bigger. I see people do this with launching programs or offers. If the first go out of the gate doesn't create slam dunk fireworks, and suddenly they're in the middle of a big decision and having to support themselves through uncertainty and staying in like the conscious creation of like marketing and selling and getting their brain on board on like really birthing this offer, this program, whatever the thing is that they really want into their lived reality it's uncomfortable if their belief's not there. So they want to go back to where they were. I see so many people that are like, "Ah, I'm selling this thing. And then it's like, you don't hear about it anymore. And it's like, they quietly canceled it and you just never hear about it again. And then like two months later, I see the same person come out and they're like, I've got this new thing again. And I'm just like, I've just noticed with like a few people in this pattern that I know. And I'm like, they, they have a pattern of like, they release a thing. If they don't see slam dunk fireworks, they quietly quit on themselves. They quietly pull it off of the market and then they go back and they just try to make a new thing. But like they, it's, they'll never bring anything forward because they're staying in this like hellish pattern of like their pattern is I make a decision that I don't support myself to bring it forward. But when we look at leadership, like real leadership, building a real business that makes moves in your industry and has people looking at you because it's so clear that you're dedicated to making an impact to playing big and the moves you make demonstrate that, you have to make big decisions and then have your own back through to completion, through to when you have created the result you want here as your lived reality in the 3D world. And I want you to think about what happens to you when you embrace no return energy. Rather than making a decision and then thinking about like remaking the decision, rather than go like, oh, like escaping the decision, rather than making a decision and then having a big part of your thoughts and energy wondering like, oh, should I go back? Should I have made that decision? Rather than actively spending your time feeding doubt and worry and concern and maybe I did it wrong. When you embrace no return energy, you get all of that mental capacity and energy back Instead of focusing on like, what if it was wrong? It's like, where's your power there? It's nowhere, right? You get all of your power back to consciously focus on making your success inevitable. On like, oh, I made this decision and now I'm going to spend all of my mental capacity and energy making sure that I make it right because that's the decision I made. I remember when I was just starting my business, I would spend time worrying about whether or not the business was going to work out. Like, I just didn't think I had any power in that. It was like, oh, is it going to work or is it not? And I spent so much time wondering if I should go back and get another job. Like I would literally look online for other jobs. When the truth of my heart was that I, for fuck's sake, I did not want to go back to having a job, right? I wanted my own thriving business. And I remember at that time, this was like the first time I, I like embraced no return energy. 
I like committed. I was like, no way. I'm like not even going to think about quitting until I at least hit a hundred thousand. And then I can, I, if I, I have hit a hundred thousand dollars and I still like, am like, I'm not sure I can come back to this decision. Right. And I went onto my computer and I deleted every single copy of my resume that I had. And the symbolism of that to myself, going in and deleting every record, every copy I had of my resume to market myself as an employee was so powerful. It shifted something deep inside me when I showed myself we're not tolerating this anymore. We're not tolerating this wishy-washy, should I go back energy. We're just cutting that shit out. I stepped into no return energy. Like I have made a decision. I'm going to make my business work. It's not like any of this wishy-washy, am I or am I not? Is it going to work or is it not? We cut off all of the wishy-washy, point of no return, and all of my energy and focus then went to actively, consciously working on ensuring the success of my business. I have done this with every single pricing jump I have ever made. I make a decision for my future, for where I'm feeling called to move to, and I go. And then I spend all my energy and my focus on manifesting that into my reality. Rather than making a decision and then spending 80% of my time worrying and wondering if I should have done it. I still remember, I think when I made the jump from, when I was doing one-on-one, and I made the jump from 6,000 to 10,000, I want to say, I think it was almost like two months before I signed my first client at the $10,000 price. And the amount of like work I had to do in my mind of staying on board with that decision when like I, all I saw was a flood of clients at 6K and then it like seemed like everything disappeared. The amount of work I had to do to support myself in staying with it, no return energy on my decision, who I became and holding myself through that was like, I feel like every single time we just forge ourselves in the fire to be stronger, more resilient, more powerful. And everything that we do prepares us for the next level of entrepreneurship that we're pulling ourselves into. Or this past year, for those of you that have been in my audience for more than a minute, I blew up a world-famous mastermind that generated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, right? Globally recognized, people were like clamoring to get into this mastermind, saving up the investment, making plans to join it. And I just let it go. So it wasn't aligned with the future where I was like genuinely when I was tethered to like where I was feeling called to go, it wasn't it. That wasn't the business I wanted to scale to millions of dollars. And some people were legit mad at me. They like wrote to me telling me like they've been in my audience for so long. They'd been planning on joining for so long and they'd finally decided they were joining. They'd gotten their whole investment together. They were going to come in for the next round and they couldn't believe that I just blew it up. And I'm just like, look, you should have like not waited two years in my audience. Like get on board. I'm going to keep going because I couldn't stay back there. Because of the work I'm laying out in this podcast on leading, on leading yourself first and foremost, and from there, the way you lead yourself becomes the way you lead your movement. It becomes the way you lead your audience. It becomes the way you lead your team on how quickly and powerfully I make decisions and how all in I go with my work in the world and how connected to the future and the expansion that wants to work through me I am. Because of that, I make moves. 
And I cut off going back and I powerfully move forward into my future. This is not hustle, y'all. That is the power of the Holy Spirit straight up moving through me. And when you make a decision and then you literally take second guessing completely off the table, all of your energy and mental capacity is available to you to consciously bring in whatever you want and feel called to bring into this world, right? There's no like right or wrong decisions. You as the entrepreneur are the person who has the power to make it right. Any time spent wondering if something will work, wondering if you made the right choice, wondering, living in the wishy-washy, where is your power there? You have the power to guarantee it will work. You have the power to ensure it does work. You have the power to make it rain success down upon you, just dripping in success and radiance and joy and magnetism. And all of that power is so much more readily available to you when you adopt no return energy in your decisions. So that when you make a decision and the going gets rough, you know you're not going to pull the escape hatch and bail on yourself in your dreams. I want you to think about this. There have been times when I have like described no return energy and how I am in my decision-making to people. And they're like, whoa, that's super intense. It's super aggressive. But I want you to think about how powerful my love has to be for myself and my dreams and my vision. No return energy doesn't make me hard on myself. It doesn't hurt me or strain me. No return energy makes me feel so safe to trust myself. I feel so safe with myself. I trust myself so much. And my heart just stays open wider and wider. My dreams just keep revealing themselves more and more to me. Because my heart knows I do not fuck around with taking care of myself. I do not fuck around with my dreams and pulling them forward as my lived reality. I love myself enough to carry myself through the hard. I take the desires of my heart seriously enough to hold them through whatever storm arises on the path. When it gets hard, I don't like bail and like send my heart like flying out the window and all of them, sorry, sorry, dreams. We're going back this other way. I'm like, nope, buckle up, buttercup, we're going. When you make decisions and then you bail on yourself when it gets hard, think about how not loving that is. Think about what that does to your ability to trust yourself. Think about how deeply when you do that, you're dropping yourself in your dreams when you do that. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying this doesn't require tremendous mental, emotional, and spiritual strength. Most people are not willing to play the game at this level. But remember, play small games, win small prizes. Play big games, win big prizes. If you want to play a bigger game, life will ask you to dance with it in a bigger way. And when you decide that you are cut out for a bigger game and you bring no return energy to that decision, the universe will conspire to meet you. There will be magic and possibilities that take your breath away. And there will be challenges that forge you in the fire and help shape you into the leader you're meant to be that can hold more, more desire, more pleasure, more success, more wealth, and also more failures, more discomfort more of everything. 
If you know this is the path you want to walk in 2023, the Pleasure and Precision Mastermind will enroll the last week of February, and this is the path we walk together. You can head to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind to get your name on the wait list. I'll see you there. If you are loving what you are learning on the podcast and you're ready to cultivate and radiate your unique frequency out into the marketplace so that your audience stops the scroll, sees you, and drops in to buy, your next step is joining us in the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. Once you're energetically unbound, we take the work deeper as you prepare for the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition in the pleasure and precision mastermind, more deeply cultivating your energy and then learning to powerfully harness and direct it on the front end through the precision of your marketing and selling and on the back end through setting up a business that feels like it's holding you instead of you feeling like it's one more thing you have to take care of. Head to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com to learn more.